0: And I think in the context of how this case has evolved, um, obviously South Africa may have to then give reasons at any other time. Uh, the question is whether or not the ICC can take punitive action against South Africa if it fails to do so by the end of the day in terms of the directive issued. Uh, and that to me, I think, uh, seems to be unclear in terms of what the processes in, t- in, in the context of domestic process versus the whole question of the international Uh, process under the ICC. So that in itself needs to be clarified in that context. But I think, to a a certain extent, the South African government can also say that they are looking at it in the context of their own decision-making processes and so forth. And so they can always try and give a sense of when they will give the reasoning why Al-Bashir was not arrested while he was in the country.
1: So there has been talk about a review of the uh, ICC membership for South Africa. How do you think this will play out, and how will it affect this case, if at all?
0: Well, I think, in a sense, the review in itself has to be looked at in terms of whether this was the case that precipitated the review. And if so, well, will it impact on this case, or will it be Context. In other words, what I'm saying is, do we separate the two issues or is there one that leads to the other? And I think, in the context of a review, uh, a review doesn't necessarily mean that it will have a direct impact on this case. It's a more longer term impact and implications for how South Africa views its role terms of international rule of law and the kind of sovereignty it wants to, impl- uh, 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 sovereignty it wants to uh, entrench in terms of its foreign policy and so forth. So it may not necessarily have a direct impact, but it will have an impact for a longer, medium to longer term uh, set of indications and implications for our foreign policy and the rule of law.
1: And just looking at the ICC, what sort of powers do they have um, over countries to actually enforce arrest warrants?
0: Well, I think in the context of how it's applied, it's about you being a signatory to the ICC and then, of course, domesticating the Rome statute within your legal legal that context, it's, it's, in my opinion, and I, and, and I have a limited opinion of the more broader legalities around it, but my opinion, it seems to me that it is based on a process of your being a signatory to it, and therefore you own up to it, and you actually apply it because you are a member of it. Having said that, I think it's also interesting uh, that Find that countries that have not signed up to it uh, are countries like China and the USA, etc., who, in a sense, also have understood that to mean in terms of what impact it will have on their domestic and their foreign policy. So I think again, it's a very, very politically sensitive issue in terms of countries that have signed up and are now beginning to think, well, how does this impact on me in terms of my own foreign policy decision-making processes? And then, of course, there's the issue about hosting. Uh, events like the AU, and of course we have another one coming up with the China Africa Forum in December, and that's something to look out for in terms of what will be the the decision-making around the Sudanese uh, delegation attending.